So we're going live in a few seconds. Yep. Ten, nine, eight, seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeff, you know. You <laughs> Jeff will pop on. Yeah. Yeah. When he comes in, that that is fine. But definitely glad, uh, uh, buddy, that you've. Um, it's almost been two years since we last um, had you on board, and, and a lot seems to have taken place in in the interim. How's it been? Oh man, let me tell you something, man. It has been like. Since the last, since the last talk, let me shut this computer down here real quick. <laughs> let me put this to sleep because it's a lot to talk about here. Um, let me see. Okay, so I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this 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 been the thirtieth, the thirtieth anniversary of intro, and wow. it's like the energy behind the whole movement. Um, just having something to to fall in line with the fiftieth year of hip hop, just to have something. You know, 20 years later, here comes hip hop R&B. So it's like the exact same timing of um, hip hop 20 years later, you have this R&B album by these three guys that just met by fate. And um, it, it's a lot of stuff that's going around, going along with it. Like, I don't want to just cut right into the interview and start talking about it, because then I'll probably kill a lot of questions. But it was a very exciting time. Um, I'm happy to be a part of the movement. Rest in peace to Kenny Green, man. I wish so. I wish that he could be here to enjoy this with us. But um, this album is not stopping. It's not stopping. Yeah, it's and just it's not really stopping. Not only is it not stopping, it's gaining steam. Yeah, I mean, especially the fact that um, you know that, that you know you guys were hip hop soul kind of thing. You know, we had New Jack Swing at this time. But when you guys came through, um, you know, with the whole uptown, with um, Dave Hall, Novell, and um, and the rest, you, you you created something quite different. And you know, who knows? It could have been even better if you know people think if you hadn't given Mary J. Blige "My Love" and "Reminisce" and and things like that. Who knows? You know, what, what, how much more things would have would have happened and stuff. But. I, yeah. I say yeah, and then I said, well, we still had some meat on that first album as far as singles that weren't released. We still had what I think would have been the hottest single on the whole album, which was the song Don't Leave Me, which I'm, I'm so looking forward to this October, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the interview. But yeah, yeah. The, the songs that were for Mary, you know, they worked for her. God bless her, you know, and I, I do think those songs right there help shape her sound. Yeah. She's dope. She's dope by herself, but I do feel like those songs that you mentioned help shape her sound. Yeah, no, definitely. As we start, um, John Marie, um, who um, a legendary engineer mixer, he was um, he he was working with Teddy, did all the Bobby guy and stuff. So he's on board. Really excited that he's he's joining, and we actually do have uh, Tanya as well. <laughs> Tanya's a massive supporter of intro. Um, both yeah, you talking about TNO7? TNO7, yes. Yeah, CC. man, that's our... Dude, she, she is like our publicist, publicist, <laughs> publicist. Like, you know, so that's yeah. dope, man. Yeah, we, I mean, love. she pushed every day there's going to be something about intro, and I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, and so there's lots of people joining... 
but but uh, tell, tell me about what's uh, what's what's happening with um, um, you know intro. I mean, thirty years that sounds like a long time, but for yourself, what does it mean for you guys? I mean, to still be doing it because you know think about a lot of groups who within that time were just disbanded, and you know, and especially after losing somebody as powerful as Kenny Green, who probably had he still been around, we would have been talking about him the same way we talk about Casey and Aaron Hall um, and some of the yes. other. Um, say, you know some of the other massive vo uh, male vocalists, but yeah, what's it been like for you guys? You got to have passion for the music first of all. You got to have passion for the music. You can't have passion for for the noise. You can't have passion for the groupies. You can't even have passion for the money. You got to have passion for the music. And once you have passion for the music, people will feel that in you. They'll see that in you. And when we go out to perform, the people that come out. They know the words. We're, we're singing the songs, but technically we don't even have to sing the songs because they're singing the songs so loud, you know. And um, yeah, just I, I don't even know how it's happening, but it's happening, you know. <laughs> it's, it's happening. I'm just letting it happen here, and we're not going to stop. So this year, not only did the, did the listeners take notice, I don't like to call them fans, I like to call them listeners. Not only did the listeners notice, but the record company took notice and they're going to re-release that first album in October as if it's a brand new release on vinyl. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's, that's going on right now. I was actually on the phone with them today for over an hour and we got a release for October of this year. So it falls right in the 30th year as well. So I'm super excited. That's going to be followed up by a vinyl tour where similar to a book tour, but it's a music tour where people can bring the vinyl out and we sign it, or you can come see us perform and purchase our vinyl there. And it's going to be a very dope collective, something to have in your hand. It's going to be two discs. One is going to be orange and one is going to be green. The orange one is going to be the original first album. The second one is going to be filled with remixes, unheard remixes, just stuff wow. like un unheard of intro. It's going to be great. So, so this is Atlantic. That that you know, did they call you guys? Group. This was one of music group. You, oh, sorry, the, way yeah. the parent company came back. The parent, to you, the parent company, little... absolutely. Yep. So it so they decided to say, okay, you, you know, after all this time, we're we're going to try and actually because I think Universal are doing have been doing that with a lot of their acts. They've been releasing. Um, they've been re-releasing the old albums with some of the uh, remixes involved. So. But you got, you're saying some remixes that were gonna gonna come out on this vinyl like, would be some stuff that we've never heard. People, you've probably heard them because they were on the 12 inches, like the Let Me Be the One Untouchables remix. We got the um, ribbon in the remix. We got um, Come Inside has a couple of different mixes on it, and then there's other songs in the vault that I can't disclose, and <laughs> and I also can't speak for the label, but I'm grateful. For for you know, them teaming up with with the remaining members of Intro to make this happen, and to me, it's, it's really a big deal because I had all, always for probably for the last five years I've been talking about, man, I wish we could just put out some vinyl records, put out some vinyl records, and now that vinyl is like the number one selling thing. Now yeah. we have the people on board. It's actually it's it's actually right now it's going down. So I'm so happy. It's in the oh, it's, in, it's in the plant right now, in in Holland or the Netherlands, one of the two. It's just 
Would, would this be Warner actually doing the vinyls? Are you, are you guys not doing it independently? The Warner, Warner actually we're, doing we're the vinyls? Not, we're not doing this independently. It's too big for me to handle it independently. Like, I would, I would do an independent. I've done independent releases on other songs, but the intro catalog, you know, I'm, I'm smart enough to know it's bigger than me. So I, I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to experiment on putting out records on that catalog and water it down. I want it done right. Jeff wants it done right. And Kenny would want it done right. So it's, it's going to be done right. I mean, for those of you who didn't get to watch my first interview with Buddy, they came, they, I don't know how many, they, they had probably 20 uh, tracks that they, they sent over to Atlantic, which is Warner. And it was like, yeah, you pick the songs and okay. <laughs> Supercats have to do the picking. There we but go. I <laughs> did tell you that story. Because I was it. thinking about that story the other day. I said, you know what? I got this dope interview coming up and I'm going to mention. So for people. Oh. So I think his phone rang, but he's coming back in. So what happened? Anyway, he's going to retell yeah. the story. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Some, some people may not have heard the story. So what happened was we was at Eddie F's house and Supercat was there doing his song that he did with Eddie F. And we ended up out on the, on the deck in the backyard and Eddie started playing the records. He's like, yo, let's let's pick the songs for the album. And we went through all of these songs and it was the original Don Tata Supercat that was like, yeah, I'm on this one right here. Put this one right there. And it was like, so our, our first album, the, the format was actually picked by reggae artist Supercat. <laughs> so he was here and off of the album. Yeah. Um, he knows to him. But then, you know, one of the things we said is that you guys were recorded so many tracks and mm -hmm. it was like, what happened, whatever happened to them? I mean, you probably had, you know, between listening to people like Mookie and and um, and, and mm -hmm. others, it seems as if you guys probably had five albums worth of um, worth of songs, but we only had two albums from you guys. Five or more. Those songs, we still have them. We have them on Two Inch Reel. We have them on Dad. We have them on CDs and, you know, when the time is right, right now, the time is not right. It's still, they're still marinating. As, as much as people hit us, oh, give me that record, put me on, <laughs> give me this record, send me that record, send me that record. It's just not time. It's just not time. And I'm like, don't rush us, don't rush us. Like no one would rush Steven Spielberg on making his <laughs> next movie. If it took him 15 years to make his next movie, they would wait for it. So. Hopefully, you know, we're, we're getting in that same vein. We're not holding it on purpose to make people wait. It's just not time. You have to have the proper vehicle to release songs. Because I always hear artists say, oh, yo, I'm dropping a single. But dropping a single is just dropping a single. You got to have a good setup and you got to have a following. And it got to go in the right hands, the right places. You know, I'm not telling you nothing. You're one of the biggest, you know, interviewers that's out right now so and you get to speak to all the different artists and i'm sure they all have the same story yeah but it's not, coming, many of the, not many of them are doing what you guys are doing because you guys have i mean you guys were self-contained i mean you're part of the, the untouchables but you know you guys were writing and, and singing i mean you, you know all the tracks you guys had so you guys had so much stuff that we didn't get to see and hear and you know the the fact that um um the fact that um, okay, it's, it's probably his phone is as come as uh, you know. Well, we, we, as much as I'm, <laughs> as much as I posted 
that I'm going to be doing an interview, there's still people calling my phone. And unfortunately, there's people that's calling my phone that I'm not in the mood to talk to right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, so um, with the vinyl, is there an estimate of how many tracks would be on, um, you know, would it be the full album on one, and then how many remixes album. do you think we may get on the other side, or would there be any unreleased tracks on, on that vinyl? Um, my message to Atlantic, which was the parent company of the recordings earlier today, well, can you please tell us what we have in your vault that you've already paid for that we might be able to put on a new release? Because what we don't want to do is slow up the album because right now it's slated for an October release. So we don't have time to go back in and do remixes. I would love to have, say, like Love Thing remixed by Pete Rock or, you know, something like that. But that, you know, those take deals deal memos, paperwork, attorneys. Wow. So we wow. want to release stuff that's already been paid for, but hasn't been released. And then we'll start going back in and doing new deals for the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, and as I said, being self-contained, being part of the, the total family, you guys probably have stuff that um, it's e probably easy to hit up Dave Hall and say, Dave, can you come in too? Can you put something on this and, and, and Mookie and, and the rest of them? Um, yeah. We were in the studio this past weekend with Kenny Smooth, who produced Anything For You. He did Touch Me, Tease Me for Case. He did the um, Change Your Faces records. Yeah, they were signed to him. And um, it just seemed like the creative part of this journey is never going to stop. We don't know when it's going to stop. But you've also been in the studio doing stuff as well. So. Mm -hmm. we've, got, we've got some songs. We have enough songs for, like I said, like countless albums. Some of our latest releases we just worked with. We just did a, a dynamite song with Horace Brown. <laughs> um, I combined it through, with through Pro Tools. I was able to combine Horace Brown and Kenny Green's voices in one session. And their wow. blend is phenomenal. I really wish they would have got a chance to do records when Kenny was alive. Um, the creative part of this is the, honestly, it's so much fun. It's the easy part. It's connecting. And that's why I'm thanking you for sharing your platform with us. And yeah, the music is here. The music is ready. It's 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 marinating. It's in the warmer, you know. <laughs> did he did so, uh, so Zach Dax, did he just say Pete Rock remixes in an intro track? Or is it that you, Pete Rock hasn't done one, but you'd want to be able to get him to do one? Yes. You know, Pete Rock is from the Untouchables as well. Oh, Pete, yes. Yeah, Pete yes, Rock yes, is yes. his family as well. Pete Rock, CL Smooth. Yep. Okay, but he hasn't done a track in the remix yet, but it's something that you guys could talk I, about. I would, no, we haven't talked about it. I was using it as an analogy, but okay, that would be on one of my lists. We would love to have a remix from Pete Rock. Pete Rock is, you know, Pete Rock. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so I think another question a lot of people have asked is about the, um, what happens with, because um, I, when I spoke with Timmy Gatlin from Guy, they've now got the, their masters from the first two guy albums what about you guys at intro after this release would atlantic and warner brothers say okay guys here is um here's your masters now you can do what you want or has that been done or what's the deal? well contractually you have to do that in your 32nd year and it has to uh, be done within that 32nd year it can't be done in the 31st year it can't be done in the 33rd year so we still have two more years to request our masters and depending on, on what's going there 
we may just do a, another deal with them so that they can keep them and keep the album going. Because what it looks like, and this is not like self-credit is no credit, but it, to me, it seems like the album's not stopping. And I'm not saying it because I hear it at a party or I hear it at a, uh, on the radio. I'm looking at the paperwork from the statements that are coming in. And the album's picking up 30 years later. The album is wow. actually doing, I want to say, if not as good or almost better than it was during its release. Because we were released before the internet. There was no yeah. IG, no Facebook. It was AOL. And AOL, yeah. like the internet <laughs> came on after the album was released. I remember getting a computer and sitting at home and me calling people, yo, look, I can talk to people on the computer. You know, I'm sending <laughs> little instant messages through AOL. And that was oh, uh, yeah. the beginning of the second album. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. So, so this, so is it, so right now the plan is just to release the, the debut album, the intro album, and then they may be talk on New Birth. No, there's there's songs. This it's going to be two discs, one orange, and one green, and it's going to be in the same sleeve though. So when you buy the original album, you're going to also have all these goodies in the in the in the vinyl package with them. Wow. What's what what those goodies are right now? I'm still not sure because I'm just I've just asked this morning. What else do we have in our vault that we could yeah. add on without going through any new contracts or anything? So we're just waiting on word from that. And let's see what pops in October. It's, it's also my birthday month. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. so for the question for those of us who might not have vinyl, um, I, I, I mean, CDs seem to be getting popular as well. And then, you know, there's digital and there's also uh, YouTube. I mean, is it Warner going to go full out with this? and? And I do like okay? Warner. I wish I could speak for Warner. <laughs> I wish I could speak for Warner. You know, I I, I don't know what their expectations are. I wish I could speak for them, but I'm gonna stay in my place and let them do what they do. <laughs> so far, so good. Anything we've called and asked for, they've been blessed and they've been so cooperative. Like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do this. You thought? Let them know we can do this. Let us know what's going on. We'll send the paperwork. We'll send the approval. You know, and I can shout out some names, but you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of artists out there. If I shout these names out at Warner Music Group, their emails will be so flooded tonight. <laughs> okay, so, okay, I'm gonna let Intro do what they're doing, and then you know, I will be not reaching back. But I, everybody that works with me, all the artists and every, every you know, my I have so many friends in the business. They know that I that I share I share the wealth and I share the love. But you got to have your situation established first before yeah. you just can just give it out and water it down and and a lot of times you bring in bad energy it could be some of your best friends and you're not you don't even realize that energy is killing the project behind your back you know yeah so right now as as um my guy no hater shall prosper out of texas he has his new slogan going uh protect your let me see what is he saying and i was thinking about it before i said it but any much anyway, protect your your vibe, you know. Yeah, no, and, you know, it, no, definitely. I mean, you, you, it's once you guys can come out and and you do it and it's done it correctly, it's easy for anyone else to say, "Oh, what did you guys do?" So we can copy. But while it's still while it's still going on, it's important just to to, put, to protect that. Uh, I just got a, a, a you protect know, your little... energy is what he says. Protect your energy. That's what I'm doing. Protecting my. I'm protecting intros energy. <laughs> okay, you know, because we're live, so I'm getting people to come in. So, '90s kid, in effect, actually, if you ever, if you guys ever cross paths with Jodeci, I know some of the story, but you know, do, do, oh. do you want to share about yours? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, when, yeah, Devante and everything. Yeah, our 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 time 
coming up before Jodeci's first album came out. I remember they had the album Gotta Love. We met them through Eddie F, of course, and they lived in New Jersey. And Kenny, Jeff, along with myself, we go over Jodeci's house and play basketball with them. And Devontae be on the piano, Kenny be singing, Casey be singing, JoJo be on the motorcycle going to bring us, go pick up some food to come back. You know, and we actually wrote a song together called Don't Want to Fall in Love with a Stranger, but we never went into the studio to record it because Jodeci went that way and Intro went that way because that, that's when our two albums dropped. And Oh. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that um, Devante actually also wanted to sign you to his his deal, but this was after yeah. you'd already been this, signed up as well. Yeah, we had already went to Eddie, um, but we, we did talk about signing to um swing mob is the roster he had so many people on the roster it was you know i don't i'm not nobody seemed like they had to wait around Devontae did a great job of getting his artists out genuine missy elliott genuine you know all of those people came up under his umbrella and intro could have came up under that umbrella but at the time that the umbrella was open we were yeah. already doing our own thing and it wouldn't have really made too much sense to sign to another artist when we already had the attention of the major label. Yeah, but I mean, you know, people are commenting about Dave Hall, but you guys were, you know, the Untouchables had, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, unsung producers that people just didn't realize how, you know, the impact. I mean, Dave Hall is probably one of the biggest ones that but the most quiet hip producer that is out there. But Navelle was massive. Um, Eddie yeah, F. Kenny, Kenny Smooth. Yeah, I mean, Eddie is Eddie, but it, it's Darren all the people. Spunk Bigger, uh, Kenny Tong. It was it was so many. And then yeah, the I'm fact that you guys, you guys were you, you guys were there just with the pen writing, you know. Yeah. So it, it was just there was just a, an amazing chemistry. Um, if Untouchables but, wasn't so dope, I probably would have produced the intro album because when we came to Eddie, the songs that we brought to Untouchables, I had produced them. So that was my job in intro. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not really singing leads on the first album and stuff, because I was fine with just being a producer. But I didn't want to tie myself into an artist deal and a production deal at the same time. And with their music being so dope, it wasn't a problem with me just falling back, being an artist and learning what it was to be an artist because as i was going through the first album i was learning so much yeah you know the the question that i've, I've asked before but uh, for those who are watching um and i asked this question to lily um is that i and i always wonder um kenny is you know as i said if he was still around he probably would have regarded him as one of the greatest you know but unfortunately you know after two albums we didn't get much of his vocals but then I, I do wonder if it was the same case where the labels were pushing the big gospel lead singers like Aaron Hall and Casey and, and, and Coco um, that they said, okay, buddy, Jeff, you know, we don't really, you know, let's just use the power ballad, the power vocals. Or did you ever think about, yeah, let me also do one or two songs so that it's, you know, we're sharing the load in the first album. I saw that happening. That was actually happening. And Kenny was pushing back from it. They took him to different labels. He honestly didn't want to do it. I got in his ear and told him to do it because I knew if he did it, that he would let me produce on his album. 
because that was our chemistry from from day one, like the the songs, the melodies, you know. So I was actually pushing him to do it. He just didn't want to do it. He just he just didn't want to do it. I think yeah. it was one label that was setting him up to be. I, I want to say it was Kenny Latimer's slot. That slot that he had on that label. I think they was they was preparing that situation for Kenny Green, but he didn't want it. I, I don't wow. know what the label is, but this is stories that I've heard. It's not firsthand information. I wasn't I wasn't in the meetings. Um, Kenny didn't tell me this. I learned this after his passing. But um, yeah, yeah. But you know, I I mean, as because he celebrated as a, as a, as a writer, but as a lead singer um, and with with the group. But I do wonder if um, if he was you know there's a, there's a comfort about being within. A group and being able to shine but not have the whole spotlight on you and I wonder if he, he he just didn't you know there was so much going on that if he thought that actually you know let me just I mean I've got a good thing happening you know with you guys and and I don't know where you yourself and Jeff you guys went upset with him taking being the lead singer you know, absolutely so. not no way no way no I was like I tell people this all the time. I was in intro, but I was also, you know, a fan of intro. You know, I enjoy listening to intro's music and I'm, I'm absolutely singing on the albums and everything, but what I can do today, I couldn't do in 93. I was learning. And as I was learning, I was being entertained and we had a lot of fun together. You know, we, we traveled the world. We went to Russia and, you know, Germany and, you know, UK, we got a chance to travel all these places as a group. And the energy was just fun. We were like brothers. And had Kenny split it off and did a solo album, I'm pretty sure Jeff and myself would have still been a part of that project in some form or another. Because yeah. we, we weren't just put together like a group. You know, somebody want to put a group together, I'm going to get you from here, I'm going to get you from here. You know, we came to the industry. We came to the industry with, with no bargains. Everybody talked about, oh, you got to do this. You got to sell your soul. You got to do that. We didn't have to do nothing. We just had to present our music. And being that we were doing something that was a little different than everything that was already going on, that's what caught the attention. And I think we bypassed a lot of the BS of, you know, this and that. And, you know, nobody ever came at us with no nonsense. You yeah. Know? You know, before we started, somebody asked um, who um, who was the female on Come Inside? Cause yeah, that's Sabrina Morrison. Her name is Sabrina Morrison, uh, dynamic vocalist. Actually, Atlantic Records wanted to sign her, and we would have worked with her to where she would have been on a level like Atlantic Records, Mary J. Blige. That's how dope she, she is. I'm not going to say was. That's how dope she is. Her name is Sabrina Morrison. She's in the album credits. She's from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I haven't spoke to her in years and years and years, but she does deserve her flowers because when that song come, comes on, the ladies are singing it. And I yeah, think yeah. they think that it's Mary J. Blige, but it's actually Sabrina Morrison. Okay. Yeah. Some people said Mary, some people said Lisa Fisher and, and, but you know, it's because she didn't, you know, we, we didn't get, you know, yeah, she didn't videos. keep going with it. I wanted oh. to keep going with it. Oh, but so was she just brought in as a, did you guys, who, 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 did you guys just bring her in or was it? Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where the hell she came from. I was just happy <laughs> she was there. I really don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know her prior to that. 
Yeah. So that 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 that, that was a big thing. Before we miss it, now the documentary. So we came on. You came on two years ago. We we, we talked. You said it. You're going to have a documentary. Um, the, we we saw the trailer, and then people who are catching up with interview every every week would be. Hey, where's this documentary? Where's this documentary? Uh, and so, <laughs> and guess, guess what I told them? It's coming. I promise you, it's coming. I know. I know. I know. I know. So watch. Probably by like next week, sometime it's going to be on something. I can't tell you when, but it's coming. It's coming soon. There's some licensing issues, even though it's our documentary and it's our music in the documentary. We still have to license that music to use it because it's not a Warner music project we actually paid for that project out of our pocket we filmed wow. the documentary with our own money so trying to have complete ownership you got to go through the right channels because you don't want to do all of this work and then have it shut down so yeah. it's coming it's coming yeah i mean has it been it, are, are you filming new parts is it going to be edited from it's, what? It's, it's, it's actually ready it's ready to go we're just clearing the licensing now and i think it's perfect timing with the album coming in october you know the 30th year yeah, I'm definitely not doubting the process. Shout out to Jason Evans, 360 Films, in the Flicks Films. He definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I saw I, I saw um, um, a, pre a preview of, of it, and and it was really it was really awesome. And so and and you I watched the whole thing yet? No, I so I did tonight. The, I, tonight I'm going to send you the the entire documentary, so you can check it out, and I'll see you yeah. after. So when people yeah. when people ask you about it, you can give them a little more. I see there's questions being asked down here, but I don't, you know, I, I can't see that. Okay, yeah. so so nineties kid says I've got a question for Buddy. So I'm trying to come as as an a singer and I want to make an industry and I want to know how to avoid the pressures of of drinking, smoking, and not being corrupt. I mean, how do you stay focused? Well, if you really want to do what you're doing, like singing is like being in a gym. If I spin this, if I spin this camera around in my studio, it's a little not, I'm not gonna say junky, but that's my gym side over there. Like this is my music side. Right on this side over here, I have my workout bench, I have my my weights, my punching bags, my balls, all of that stuff. Because it's 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 not just singing, it's it's a it's a it's a it's like a lifestyle. And by doing that, you won't wanna drink, you won't wanna hang out and smoke, because when you come back in here, you're gonna be paying for it vocally and physically so i mean it's, it's up to you it's a time and place for everything you know we we hang out people will see us with a drink in our hand every now and then but that's not our driving force and you can't let it be because alcohol is a derivative derivative and it dries your vocal cords it dries you out it dehydrates you so you want to stay you know you want to stay i'm 57 years old i'm not i'm not ashamed of my age and i'm not 57 being able to hit the road every weekend and you know and do these things because I party hard. You know, there's times yeah. that I do party though. But I, don't, <laughs> I, don't party hard. I actually broke my finger trying to work out this summer. I was trying oh to get some God. muscles. So, I had post op today. Uh, we got China be asked, um, what do you think that happened to the male army groups in today's era? Because they're not as many as the females that seem to still be holding it down. Um, well, commercially, it's all it's about the um, the trap rapper at this point right now. Commercially, it's it's their time. And shout out to all of them. I, I applaud them for all that they're doing. But in this in that in that scenario right there, a lot of male R and B groups 
kind of, I think they gave up. I think they gave up. There was a time when people wasn't calling Jeff and myself and I never said we gave up, but we gave up on touring. We kind of gave up on reaching out. But in, in the midst of doing that, we continue to build up our catalog and we stayed together. Like we lived 10 minutes apart. So it's, oh. it's easy for us to stay together and work and meet at the airport, go out, come back home, boom. As opposed to you have some groups, you got one guy that lives in LA, one guy that lives in New York, one guy that yeah. lives in Atlanta. It's impossible. You gotta have a you gotta have a bond, like a brother bond. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey D, it's it's good to see. Uh, um, got a question. Uh, let me see now. So they said um, you guys are gonna be in intro being in Durham. This. this weekend coming up we're going to be in dorm north carolina it's the 50th anniversary of hip-hop and doing hip-hop r&b has allowed us to mix and mingle in the 50th anniversary so this this saturday we will be in dorm north carolina with krs1 and mr cheeks wow mm -hmm. come on out you were supposed to do something with um, the Lost Boys and Horace, like a family stuff. Is that? Is that oh, still... we got them. It's in the computer right here. It's it's here. <laughs> I, I promise you, it's here. It's here. Well, one call, one song is called "Ladies." That's with Cheeks, Horace in the intro. Uh, what's another one called? I could give the titles without giving the vibe. Um, <laughs> um, I can't wait to get home. It's a, it's some really good stuff. Shout out to Mr. Cheeks and the Lost Boys. Yeah, so if people don't know, I mean, so Horace's family um, Horace and uh, their family, yeah, yeah, okay, um, yeah, the documentary, um, also, um, Madden Gamer saying, How hard is it to get the rights to music in a documentary? and, and just the you know, the the, the, the cost money, <laughs> it costs money, and I'll tell you, it's, it costs for, for us to license our music. It's over the $15,000 mark, but it's not just the money part of it. We have the money. It's the politics, and uh, you have to reach out to every single producer, every single writer, and get their permission because it's a part of their intellectual rights. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, especially especially in this, this day and age. Now, have you, are you still, you know, you surprised me when we interviewed where you said, and we, most of us didn't realize, but Buddy was um, with the NYPD. Mm -hmm. Are you still oh. with the NYPD or have oh, you retired? Let, let me tell you about that. A lot of people don't know and a lot of people didn't know. I didn't even tell Jeff when I went into the academy. I'm in my 19th year um, working. You know, I, I, I can't technically mention you're right i'm i'm there but we have a we have a department within the department that i have to go through before i can speak about that on social media but i can tell you this my job there now is phenomenal i'm teaching kids music at 127 pennsylvania avenue in east new york the neighborhood that i grew up in it's called the nypd community center and when I go in there and I see those kids coming in, I see myself at, at their age coming in. And I know what it took for me to stay out of trouble. And I'm there to share that with them. And there's some really good talent in there. There's some talent in there. It's a girl named Mia Bella. Man, if I could get her to Sylvia Rohn. Oh, my <laughs> God. Sylvia, if somebody gets you this interview, I got this 13-year-old girl out of East New York. Her name is Mia Bella. She's the most phenomenal 
female vocalist I've ever heard. And as wow. a 13-year-old, when she's in the vocal booth, she's like, no, I hear another note on that. No, I want to do a different riff. And then she kills wow. it. I'm like, what is she going to be doing when she's 16, 17? So yeah, I want I want to I want to nurture her. I already took up to Atlantic Records and they handed her some cards, but it, it's not that time yet. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's reminds but me I of got that working in, in, the, in the NYPD Community Center, working with the kids. I don't even call them at-risk kids. They're just kids that come in and um, mm -hmm. they record songs. We have a um a big event coming up on June 14th. We have the NYPD Jazz Band coming to 127. Pennsylvania Avenue at 7 p.m. And it's free, free admission. Anybody that's watching an interview here in New York, come on in, listen to some real live jazz music. It's a full jazz orchestra. I'm also one of the singers in that. Okay. Shout out to I, them, NYPD Jazz Band. <laughs> now, so when we interviewed, you said you were getting ready to retire. So it seems if you decide nah, to extend. I got, I, got, I got a second win, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I really want to go a few more years with this and give back to the kids in the community now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we've got a question from Tim Beaters. What album do you prefer? Uh, the debut album, the self-titled album, or New Life? What was your, which is your favorite? Um, in the club, I prefer, the, I prefer the first album. In my car, I prefer the second album. <laughs> okay. Very, very different. Um, definitely very di diplomatic, and and you know we 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 spoke about the the um, the challenges of of you know of new life and and you know you know how what it means um, with with Kenny later on. How how has it been for you and Jeff performing without um, without you know you know no no Kenny there? But I know there's a time that we were you were thinking about. Um, getting a third member and, and the dynamics didn't work out. Um, we just had someone else coming in. So how's who takes the vocals of, you know, the most main vocals that Kenny used to do when you guys are, are performing? Well, we, we split them up and we perform the songs where they're comfortable. It's not like you're going to hear something that you don't know what it is, you know. And um, we, we, we split it up. We, we, you know, we do what works best for us. Like Jeff will kill Love Thing. I'll do Let Me Be The One. We'll split Come Inside. I'll do Ribbon In The Sky, you know. And it's, it's, it's getting better and better and better. And everyone knows when they come to the show, Kenny's not going to be there. And they still come and they, they I guess they, they're happy to see that we showed up. And we, we, we do our best. We do our best. And... It's believable. When I look back at the shows, like we did Donnell Jones' 50th birthday party on this past Saturday night in Atlanta. And if you interview anybody that was there, I'll let them tell you, you know, as far as intros performance, because I'm big on self-credit is no credit. <laughs> but it, it, it's been working. It's been working to where the promoters are still calling us to come out and do what we do. And every time I step on the stage, I think, well, what can he do? How, what would he add here? What would he do there? So it's never like, okay, Kenny's not here. Now it's time for us to take over the show. That's never going to happen. We're going to always keep that same integrity that that he had when he was the lead singer in the group. Yeah. No, as I said, it, and it's, um, you know, people might, you know, I think of Kenny and I think of people like Freddie Mercury, you know, I th you know think about how, you know, mm -hmm. just the, 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 the power and the, and the vocals, but also it's because when you guys came out, um, that R&B over hip hop 
um, was still, you know, was 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 fairly different and fairly new, and um, and so it. But uh, unfortunately, as much as you guys had a massive, major debut album, it didn't get pushed by Atlantic, you know, the old Atlantic people, not not the new people now, as much as it probably should be. Um, and, and and I think that probably because you know that album should be much much bigger and should have gone double platinum at least. The politics killed that album, and you know I I'll leave it right there. The politics <laughs> killed that album. Once the first with the success of the first album, once the budget for the second album came in, everybody just came from everywhere and they just wanted a piece of the pie, and you know. But my my solace in it was that Kenny's dad passed away, and I was okay with just letting him. I was I was okay with just falling back and just letting him write the song and dedicate it to his father, and um, you know it. No no regrets, no yeah. regrets. But you also you didn't realize what he was going through when he was writing some of the songs, so you didn't realize some of that might be about himself saying goodbye to you guys. It was a lot. It was a, if you listen to it. If I listen to it now, you know that he's passed away. I always hear something different, like a different message in it. And he used to say things to me to let me know that even like today in 2023, we would be all right. And he'd be like, you'll see, you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see. Watch, you'll see, you'll see. Okay, you'll see. He used to always say that. And I, I never knew what he was talking about. But he was so far in the future, you know, that he saw what, what it took time for us to see. Yeah. And we're just starting to see it. Yeah. I mean, for those of guys who didn't get to listen to the first interview, I mean, Buddy met Kenny um, in, in in the army, and 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 he was, um, you know, they were winning every competition in and around the town, and then you actually flew back to the south to get him, to, you know, to say that we should form a group, and he wasn't, he it wasn't something he was even thought about and stuff. This was uh, I didn't fly back. I I called him and he came okay. back. I called okay. him. And he, he left. He left a message on the answering machine. Well, it wasn't even a message on the answering machine. I saw on my call ID, it was a number from Detroit. And it was like two o'clock in the morning. So I called the next day and it, and it was him. And like the day after he came back to North Carolina and maybe two days later, we got back in the car and, and we were out, we came to New York. And you know, I'm not proud of it, but I actually went AWOL for a few days to get the project going. And I felt bad for, for so long, cause I'm a Gulf War veteran as well. Not a lot of people don't know, but I'm also a, dis a disabled war veteran and from the Gulf War. And I felt bad having to do that. And then later on in life, I found out that Walt Disney did the exact same thing. So that wow. kind of gave me a peace of mind. Wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you didn't get discharged or anything like that. You didn't get caught martial. Mm -hmm. No, no disabled, no dishonorable discharge, no court martial. I stayed in touch with them to let them know that I was coming back. It's not like I just jumped ship and went to disappear, but I had to take care of some business for Sergeant White, you know, because <laughs> I knew it was going to be life after the military. And had I not done it at that point, that window of opportunity would have closed and they would have signed another group. Yeah. I mean, so the, he, he um, and then the other part of it is that when they saw Heavy D, they <laughs> sat for him in the bathroom. Yeah, and he, for heavy in the bathroom. <laughs> and yeah. he called on and heavy and um, um, heavy D told Eddie F to to um, you know to, to to listen to you guys and and, mm -hmm. and stuff and and the rest the rest is different history. Um, 
the Graham one said, how did the song Try My Love with Shinehead come about? Was there something to do with Supercat or someone else? Uh, Shinehead was at the playground, which was Eddie F's studio, recording Try My Love. And we were staying at the playground working on our album. So while he was there working on some songs, it's like, well, why don't we have intro sing the hook on the song? So we sang the hook, Try My Love, If You Try My Love. And he decided to use that as his first single. I remember them calling us and saying, yo, he wants to shoot a video for the song. And we had never shot a music video before. So we were <laughs> mad excited. And I think in the video, he wanted us to be just laid back intro. <laughs> if you try my love, my... But we had never been in a video before. So if you watch that video, we're jumping all around climbing. <laughs> if you try my love, because we thought that's what we were supposed to do. We didn't know any better. We hugging each other, jumping over. <laughs> It was, just, it was crazy. <laughs> Got out to Shinehead. I spoke to Shinehead. Um, he performed in Central Park not too long ago, and we almost got to perform with him, but on the day that I, I, I spoke to him, it was the day of the event, and we were already booked up. We already had something else to do that we couldn't get out of. Wow. You know, Got me under your spell, and and, and love is here. Um. Any, I produced those uh, records. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, how, how, how did they come about? I mean, did you... Uh, that's, that's where we were. That's what we was doing. We, we, we were going to studio in the barracks. Uh, we used the studio in Coney Island. We would go to Jannard Parker. Shout out to Jannard Get Paid Parker. We would go to Jannard Parker's studio and just work on songs. And there was a guy who had a record label, and he wanted to put those out as singles. He never paid, him, paid us for them, but... You know, they're out there now. Anybody want to go back and listen to some really early intro, you know, they can check out Under Your Spell and um, Love Is Here. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the question I had? I mean, the other question that, that, that I did have was, did you ever find it challenging for people finding the name of your group? Because it's called Intro. So when you search Intro, it, it, you know, unless you put R&B, it, it, it can be hard to track. Yeah, we, we do we do get lost in that. When I look for it, I always have to tell people you have to put intro R and B because if you put intro, you're going to get the intro to everything. It's so wild. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, why did the name come? Who who came up with the idea for intro? I actually popped across the name because I had a Motown album. It said Motown's greatest hits. It says Smokey Robinson. It said no. It said intro Smokey Robinson, intro Stevie Wonder, intro Diana Ross. Intro, The Temptations. I was like, who in the hell is intro? How did, <laughs> how did they get the chance to work with all of these people? I want, where's intro's album? <laughs> I learned that it was the intro to the song. It wasn't yeah. actually a group called intro. So I became, we became my favorite group that I never met before <laughs> because they never existed. Okay. okay. Yep. And then, then, they, then Kenny came up with an acronym, Innovative New Talent Reaching Out, which was amazing. Yeah. yeah, wow. That's what we were doing at the time. Yeah. I mean, for, for yourself then, if you were to look back at, say, let's think about in a year's time, um, you know, we've, you've had your birthday, um, Atlantic have put out the, the, the vinyl. What would you think you guys would be doing this, next, this time next year? Um, the vinyl tour. And is that with Horace and the Lost Boys is just, I mean, um, as, a, as a family or is it, what would you, how would you guys do it? Right now, I'll put it out there because I really want it to happen. Most likely it's going to be intro, 
Harvest Brown, Mr. Cheeks, and Gina Thompson. Oh, Gina. Yep. That's that's oh. the lineup that I'm working on now. We actually have our first show with Gina coming up, I believe, August 5th in the UK. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh you come, okay. We'll be back. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, you guys came the last time and I only found out the day you were leaving that you showed you showed up and okay. stuff. But so at least this yeah, time at least okay. Mm -hmm. So you're coming. Oh, but how did you guys um get to connect with uh, with Gina? Uh, we linked with Gina. I spoke to Gina Thompson years ago, but um, Cameron Haley out of Atlanta, he's a new artist that's coming up. He actually reconnected us and we spoke on the phone and, you know, her and her husband, who's a who's a road manager, you know, they're working on some really good things and her music is great. You know, yeah. she has more than just one song. People you know the things we do, but she also has dope, some dope ballads as well. Yada, 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 you know, check out Gina yeah. Thompson music. Yeah, yeah, no. So she's been on. He's, she's been here twice, and and we just recently, just as she's perform, uh, uh, releasing her new, uh, you know, just got signed up and and releasing. So we 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 went live with her and, and stuff. So mm -hmm. definitely glad to see that um, that she's, you know, um, being you know getting back into touring as as well and and supporting you guys. Um, I wonder is it possible if a new version of um, <laughs> you would know ever could ever come up? I mean, but do you guys ever talk with with others and say, "Come, can we, can we um, do these, you know, do something like that?" I do. One of the things with the "You Will Know" song, it was a it was a collaboration put together by D'Angelo and Brian McKnight, and the name of the project was "You Will Know," and the group was Black Men United. Yeah. Coming back and trying to put that project together, unfortunately, I just I I I realized how divided we are. Wow. You know, so it's it's kind of like a hard thing to put together, but I still have faith in it that it could happen. We have some dynamite songs. We actually started working on the Black Men United album. We have some phenomenal songs. I got a song from Rough Ends, I got a song from So For Real. Um, I got a song from Shy, you know, but I want to say it's, it's bigger than me. And some people did say, well, why you, buddy? Why? Well, let me speak to Brian and see if he wants to do it. Well, it's been over 20 years and nobody's done anything. We've had a single. How many artists get a chance to perform at the American Music Awards and then just go ghost? You know, it doesn't even have to be off 50 people on stage. It could be three or four groups right now. As long as yeah. you're united. You don't even have to be black. It's called Black Men United. You don't have to be black. That's just the name of the the project. Uh, but who owns that? Does anyone own that sort of the name to, to the the banner of that? Is that that's so bigger? That's so much bigger than me. Like I have so much respect for Brian McKnight and D'Angelo that I won't even go and search that out. I won't even go and search that out. So the wording might have to be a little bit different, like the goats or something, you know. But the concept. Yeah. I would love to see a concept of an album of all of the 90s album, not just the 90s artists. I got friends from the 80s. I'm friends with Alexander O'Neill. I'm friends with D-Train. I'm friends with, you know, a lot of those guys from the 80s as well. Yeah, but, you, you know, that there is such a thing of that, um, you know, when we when we reflect on, I mean, Jason's Lee was an amazing film, but when we reflect on the unity of brothers, you know, Millerman, March, and all that stuff, it, it's something that that unity keeps us, you know, is is it was powerful. And mm -hmm. when it was, when we saw our favorite artists, male, especially male, standing forth as united and singing, mm -hmm. 
you know that that would that was always a powerful powerful thing and we did we don't seem to get enough of those um type of collaborations so intro horace brown um shy just all coming together and just saying you know a song a, you know black history black music month we're gonna we're gonna do a song for you know to you know stop the violence kind of thing or you, you know right. you know you being 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 a, a police officer just you know they there, there can be a misconception. You're gonna get me people. beat up. You're gonna get me beat up out on these streets talking about police officers. Right now, man. Yeah, but I'm saying concert. But I'm just saying about just just the sense of just speaking, just being able to promote positivity. I'm proud um, of what I do. Yeah, but yeah, but singing about positivity. I mean, that those are things that we we kind of miss and 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 and. And, and and sometimes you know, people might think, "Oh, who's paying for this?" You know, I'm sure a label and, and the movie came together and everyone came through. But you know, to to out of your own pockets to go into the studio and record a song and put it out there, you know, I don't know how many people are going to be willing to 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 to, to take on that 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 leap if there's no real financial benefit. And, yeah, one of one of the good things we could do now because when we record it. You will know we all had to fly down to uh, fly out to Los Angeles and they put us all in the studio in the Capitol Records building. Now we can just email each other the stems and add them <laughs> to the song. So it can happen. Technically, it can happen. But um, it just has to be the right energy. I'm all about energy. I don't yeah. want to put all this work into a project and then it just set dormant and nothing happens with it. it it's stuff like that. It's heartbreaking to me, especially when it comes to music. Yeah. What is your favorite music video that you guys did? Uh, for me, it was Come Inside. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you guys, my, I, I don't, but what is your favorite intro track? Let Me Be The One, Then Come Inside. Okay. Yep. Let Me Be The One, yeah. Um, um, let me see. I, I, you know, yes. I mean, do you know was, what goes? You need me to hum a little bit of it. Um, let me be. No, I know, I know, I know the track. Be. Let me be the one. No, but it was more of a slow song. I've I, I just lost it. it, it Not uh, really. No, it no. Feels like the first time. Feels like the first time. That that's, yeah, people, that. A lot of people are gonna think feels like the first time is my favorite video because I was getting kind of freaky in the Range Rover. <laughs> With the girl there, it looked you know it got kind of got a little heated in there, but um, no, but in song wise though, that's that's probably I mean I love the song. It's it's just it's a, the melody of of that track. I, I you know I thought that um, yeah yeah that that was my that's my favorite intro track. It feels like the first time. Okay. Um, that 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 you know um, others you know others like um, funny how time flies. When we're making fun, I mean, it, it, that's to say, when we're, we're naming some of these tracks, and it's like of an album that came out thirty years ago, but it's because yeah. it was different, it, it was unique, um, and, and and you know, as I said, it, it was something that um, we weren't getting, and and I know that some others would say, I mean, who else was doing hip hop soul at the time outside of Mary? I mean, even Jodeci weren't doing hip hop soul; they were doing just strict R and B. Who else was doing Force MDs? They were doing some hip hop soul. Um, that's it. 
112, did they come to win? Were they, were they similar to what you guys were doing? The guys, we had one, the, the guys from 112 told me that they sung our version of Ribbon in the Sky for Puffy when they auditioned for him. So they uh, came after us. 112, we had, you had a whole second wave of R&B artists. You had 112, you had Jagged Edge, you had um, Next, you have... Silk. Um, Was Silk around your time? Silk, Silk came out the same time as us. Yeah, Silk, we came out at exactly the same time. This is their 30th anniversary as well. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, I mean, um, when it, so right now, um, if people want to follow and, and get updates as to, you know, tours and, 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 and updates on where they can get the vinyls when it comes out, what's the best place to, 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 to follow and, and to, to, to keep we, up with the information? That's a that's a great question. And we've been so busy. We're about to hire some people to run that social media thing for us because we have <laughs> about three or four different Instagram accounts. Like <laughs> 07 has been like the, the spear on those on where people can go, like, you know, to find intro with the Kenny Green page and stuff. You know, I just learned that she was behind that. I, I <laughs> a random person. I just learned recently that she's the person behind that. She was yeah. doing that quietly. I knew she was posting stuff on uh, TNO7, but, but the Kenny Green stuff is where all the meat is going. And I'm like, where do you find this stuff? <laughs> so go there, go to um, Buddy White Music, Jeff Sanders. But just just don't give up on us. You'll find us because we're going to be around. Just just search us out. You'll find us. Yeah. Um, yeah, Je yeah. I mean, guys. So Jeff was due to um, come in, but he had a, 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 a prior appointment, so yeah. that, that's why he's not here. So, and, and actually, it was you know, which 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 is because um, Jeff um, and and Jeff and Buddy, you know, so people, you know, back in COVID when we were all on Instagram and and <laughs> and Jeff was saying we were split up and stuff, and then they they resolved things. They've come back, did the documentary together. Oh yeah, always touring. Yeah, so they yeah, as I said, they live about ten minutes away, and and I if you if you if you search for um you can search for Donnell's fiftieth uh, birthday party, you'd see you see them both performing as well. So, but and that's always good 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 to to see. Yeah, this is Tony sending her love to. Yeah, so she's 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 a massive Untouchables. Um, so. Every heavy day in the boys and, and and intro just pushing pushing the stuff out and making sure people don't sleep on on on, on, on you guys and and and, and 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 definitely the music as well. So as I said, um, Instagram is generally the, the main place, or even yeah. Facebook. If they want to book us, they can holler at Sonia France. Um, let me see. Uh, who I don't want to forget anybody on 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 reaching out to the group. I mean, we're there. Yeah. We're easy to find. We're kind of like too accessible, if you ask me. But <laughs> it doesn't bother me because you know, what what you give, we give back. So yeah. let's go. Let's get it. I saw you with Jadakus and um, at the recently. He's talking about yeah. um, oh. what's always happening. <laughs> that was so dope. Um, back to Sonya French. She books Benny Siegel's and Benny Siegel and the um, state property guys. So they were performing at the Barclays Center. So she asked me and Jeff if we wanted to come down and hang out with them. And um, my chance of meeting Benny, Benny Siegel. So there's talks about us doing a record with state property now. Wow. And 
Jadakiss was back there. I met, had a chance to meet Scarlett. She's an up and coming rapper. She just signed to Epic with um with uh um oh my god. I know I know Sylvia Rowan signed her. Wow. Who's my guy? Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats. She signed to Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats got her nice deal at Epic. She's coming. And we were there. We got a chance to meet all the rappers and just being around them and kicking it with Jadakiss. You know, Jadakiss is from up in the area where we recorded the album. And it was okay. it was short but cool. You know, I didn't want to take up too much of their time. And um, let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like a lot of stuff that you guys have going on is just, I guess, finding finding the right type of balance and finding the right type of stuff. I mean, if you're releasing stuff, I mean, is it, you know, the vinyl stuff is different because that's that's a lot of investment going in and the quality is with that. But for the other releases, um, you know, the last time we were on, you, 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 you played some unreleased tracks. So you had Kenny singing and stuff. I mean, when you have all that music, you know, everyone sucks about, yeah, we've got some intro here, we've got some intro there. Maybe I'll do listening events where we, people could come out and just listen to the new music and then I'll leave with it. <laughs> because there is a demand for it, but it's coming. I promise you it's coming. I promise you. I wouldn't tell you. You're sharing your platform with me. I wouldn't lie to them. It's, it's definitely coming. Yeah. I mean, so guys, I mean, definitely, hopefully, uh, by this October, we should have some idea about the intro documentary. Um, You're going to have information tonight because I'm going to send you the link where you can watch the whole thing. Yeah, but just for the, because many fans would, you know, definitely have been asking about that. So that would be great just for them to be able to know um, that, you know, it's um, definitely later this year, uh, it should finally come out, especially as you celebrate 30 years. Um, the guys are, are, are touring, um, and I think the vinyl would be an amazing thing. I, I would hope one puts it on digital platforms because, um, you know, there's a generational thing. So now there's a generation that are buying the vinyls. But I've noticed that there's also another group that just seems to go on YouTube and just listen um, because it's just, you know, that the, the, the um, streaming services, um, unless you subscribe to all of them, you know, you, you may not just be able to get all the tracks that you want. So mm -hmm. hopefully Warner Brothers caters for everybody and says, OK, we're going to upload on YouTube on all the other streaming services. You know, but also I just thought about something while I'm here. I want people to, to check out our um our merch store. We got a merch store right now that's good, that's jumping off. And okay. I would I would not be doing um a good service. I want people to check out embellished boutique. And that's spelled E-M-M-E-B-E-L-L-I-S. It seems as if uh... So what's happening is that as he's talking. <laughs> sorry, I'm, Some, I'm back. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm back. It's a busy time. <laughs> but yeah, em embellished boutique. E M M E B E L L I S H E D boutique. And I know that today's my dad's birthday, so I'm gonna have to run. Happy birthday, Dad! I love you. My father's 78 today. He's my okay. best friend. He's my big dog. And I'm gonna. I promised a couple of things. So yeah. yeah. So embellish boutique, and if we go to that that site, which is that you know, do search for for. Intro? You'll see the merch. You'll see the intro merchandise right there. The ship worldwide. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
So, um, guys, um, hopefully when the documentary is about to be released, um, we'll have both Jeff and Buddy and probably the film director back on. So Absolutely. just give us a, 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 you know, just to share an update on that. But also when the vinyl is released later this year, we'll probably have you guys back as well. So hopefully at the same time. But definitely appreciate uh, you coming in. Pity we couldn't get Thank Jeff, you. but we'll, have, we'll, we'll hopefully get him again. And thanks, guys, for all the questions and all those people who have dropped thank in. You. To send thank you. Everybody out. that's been following us for the past 30 years, thank you. And thank you, Nadine, for sharing your platform with us. Um, Halftime Chat is, is, is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay, buddy. Well, okay, well, um, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see you August 5th. Yes. Now right. I know that you guys are coming in. So, yes, yeah. I'll definitely make sure we'll, we'll okay, catch now. up and stuff. <laughs> All right. Take care. Peace. Okay, guys. Thank you, guys. Um, um, thanks, you guys, for, for joining in. Um, you know, and hopefully, as I said, um, we can celebrate the intro that you know it's good the fact that they've got Warner Brothers behind them supporting them and stuff like that. So um this is um so they are coming to the UK in August, but they are doing some tours around the UK. So search them out on Instagram and Facebook and um I'll catch you next time with another live broadcast um, interview. I can't say who it is right now, but when, when it does get set up. Uh, I'll push it out. But thanks for all the support. Black Music History Month, which started back in 1979, is throughout the month of June. And I'm going to do my best to keep celebrating Black music. Take care. <laughs>